Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Hashim Farouk, and you're listening to Timely Podcast. My name is Aliyah Funchell, and I am a sports reporter, a talk show host, a digital content creator, and I have my own brand called Sports of Aliyah. That's awesome. Uh, are you currently attending university? Yeah, so I just graduated from Wichita State University with my undergrad in sports management with um, a minor in communication, and now I'm getting my master's degree at Columbia University in sports management. Wow, that's awesome. Isn't Columbia an Ivy League school? Yes. <laughs> wow, that's, that's really impressive. Yeah, I've, I've been wanting to go there since um, I was in fifth grade, so it's kind of crazy. Is, is it hard, Ivy League, compared to like um, State University? I am definitely learning a lot more than I really ever have, um, but it's not as hard as I thought it would be, if that makes sense. Was it hard to get into uh, Columbia? Um, Yes and no. So thankfully, I have a really strong resume and work background. But one thing I really liked about Columbia's program is that they really value you as a person over test scores and grades. So um, what was more important than that was the letters of recommendation and your admit, um, admissions essay and your work experience. So um, they definitely value the person rather than the grades. Okay, that's that's definitely different than other Ivy Leagues. Yeah. Uh, what, what made you want to get into sports management? Um, so I've always loved sports. I've played sports and I've grown up around sports and um, when I was trying to decide on what to do in college, I just thought I had to do business because I was good at it. And I know it makes decent money. You can always find a job in business. And my dad actually told me to pursue something that I love rather than um, something that I'm just good at or think I should do because then I'll never have to work a day in my life. Um, so that's kind of what brought me to sports. Um, and then I've always loved talking to people and storytelling. So I've gotten to Mix my two favorite things together. That's awesome. That's kind of why I started this podcast, to be honest. Yeah, I love talking I, to people. Yeah. I can already tell, like, you're already, like, full of energy and super nice <laughs> and easy actually, to get along with. I actually just came back from the gym. That's a full of energy. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and we just went into lockdown today. It was the last day where they were open. Oh, what's, what? where are you from? I'm from, I'm actually from Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm in Wichita, Kansas right now. Um, so unfortunately not in New York City at the moment, but at the same time, I'm a lot safer here. So are you guys locked down there too or we're about to be again. So uh, we were doing okay and now it's bad again and we're getting not a complete lockdown, but definitely back to the strict regulations. Okay. Are you guys you guys uh, are are your gyms still open? Um, the gyms are, yes, um, but they have, like, limited capacity and short oh, numbers yeah. and everything. So, thankfully, those are still open. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yes. I, I don't know what I would do when the gym is closed. Such a sad time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, uh, what or who had the biggest impact on you when you were younger? Definitely my parents. Um, I didn't really have anyone that I really idolized. I mean, I love sports, so I, of course I love LeBron and everything, but um, I just love my parents' work ethic. Um, and they're both like people, people, people as well. Um, 
because they're super outgoing and they're just super passionate about everything they do. So I've always wanted to grow up and be just like them. Um, even though they don't work in sports, they always are around sports as well. But just them as um, like business people, as adults, and just as people in general, they've always inspired me. So my parents definitely played such a big part of who I am now. So that's definitely who I looked up to when I was younger. What sport? What sports did you play when you were younger? Um, so basketball has been my life, like my entire life. Um, grew up playing it. My dad is the biggest NBA fan ever. So basketball, and then I played soccer just for fun, um, and volleyball for fun. But then I actually was a collegiate rower for a year, um, and I rowed my senior year of high school. But then, um my freshman year, I rode the whole year, but that's also when I started sports reporting. So the two conflicted and I had to choose between the two of them. So I had to go with my What's your your favorite uh, favorite, uh, NBA team? (laughs) Okay. My favorite team is actually the Knicks because I'm originally from New York. So I grew up into the fandom, um, unfortunately, but I'm also just a big fan of the league in general. So I will love and root for any team. The Raptors. Um, I, also, I love the Raptors. Fred Van Vliet went to hey. the same college as me. So love Freddie, man. I love Freddie. Yes. So love him. So I was so happy to see the Raptors win. Um, and so I basically follow anyone from Wichita State. So Landry Shamit's on the Clippers. And then I'm also mm. a big LeBron fan. So hey. wherever he goes, I'll just kind of follow him around. Too. Hell yeah. yeah. I grew yeah. up watching LeBron in Miami, man. And oh, really? Cleveland. Yeah, love that man. Yeah, me too. Uh, what's one thing you wish you had known before uh, you got into college? Um, I think I wish I would have known. I mean, I I don't regret anything I did in college. I had such a great experience, but a lot of things that I thought would be the end of the world or the biggest things don't matter. It's definitely the little things, the relationships, the experiences. And to not stress out so much about, you know, grades. I still got really good grades, but they're not everything. They're not, not going to determine what you do with the rest of your life as long as you don't fail out. So I think I wish I would have known not to sweat the small stuff like that and just to really um, focus on relationship building and getting experience, which I did. But I could have probably gone with a lot less stress if I didn't stress about grades all the time. Do you think grades have had a big impact on you when you go out uh, job searching? No, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, when you have good grades, you know how to time manage and you know how to kind of handle everything. But at the same time, like I struggle with test anxiety. I hate taking tests. I know the material and I hate taking tests because I'm just like, what if I forget everything I know? And so what I've realized is Yes, like grades are important for job searching, but it's also important to show that you can get decent grades while being super involved with your job or with the community because they like those types of people that can balance work like that. So, How's online schooling going for you? Like with like all the online testing and stuff, that must be hard. Yeah, it's rough. Um, thankfully, Columbia is doing a great job at making sure we're doing okay and connecting with us. So like before I hopped on Zoom with you, I was actually in a virtual happy hour with my classmates. 
Um, so they're doing great, but I just hate learning online. I'm such an in-person type of person. I love being face-to-face. -face. I love interacting and I love small talk like before and after class. So that's been a rough adjustment. And especially because I've been wanting to go to Columbia for 10 years and then it's finally here and now I'm stuck in Wichita. So that was a little bit sad, but I'm, I'm dealing with it. Okay. So, um, you're a sports reporter. So who's been like the, your favorite uh, person you've interviewed, I guess. Yeah. So that's kind of like a two part question because, or answer, I guess, um, because I've interviewed some NBA players like Ennis Cantor, Russell Westbrook, you know, those yeah. types of people. And I'm like, those are the coolest people. But my favorite was um, I actually had like a full circle moment. So I have a talk show. And um, when I was going into college, so I just graduated high school, I was at a watch party for this boxer from Wichita. He went to the Olympics and he ended up taking um, home the bronze medal. And I was such a big fan. And then it kind of went full circle and he came on my talk show. Now that I'm an established sports reporter, he actually knew who I was. And he was like, you're the best interviewer I've ever had. Like I opened up so much to you. So I think that was my favorite interview because I started off as a huge fan. Like he had no idea who I was four years ago. And then it turned into him coming on my talk show and him telling me that he's a fan of my work and how I interview people. So that was definitely like one of my favorite moments. What was the what was the hardest part when you got into interviewing people? Because <laughs> believe me, I know it's not it's not easy. Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing was just kind of finding my my style. I think a lot of women in sports media think that they need to be the cookie cutter sideline reporter. Those women are great, but once I realized that I have my own style, I started doing so much better. Um, I'm pretty laid back and relaxed and conversational. And I actually don't write out questions before I interview someone. I kind of let the conversation flow naturally. Yeah, it's great. People are like, Aaliyah, you're crazy. And I'm like, I know. But um, that's when I, I started. I absolutely, I absolutely <laughs> did not do that. I'm yeah. not looking at a notepad right now and looking at the questions. I'm not. Yeah, exactly. So people are like, you're crazy for doing that. But it just works out just because that's like how I am as an interviewer. But um I, I tried the whole writing questions down and it just felt so robo robotic to me. Um, and it's not robotic for everyone, but just for me personally. And so I think that that was the hardest part was just figuring out what my style is. And then once you figure out what your purpose is and what style you're going for and what truly works for you, that's when you'll see the most success. Hmm. So this talk show, did you start this talk show yourself? Like you fully made it, you established it, you did everything yourself? Yeah, so I it started out as like a podcast and I really didn't enjoy podcasting that much. And I had a co-host at the time and um, we kind of parted ways just because um, she actually started to pursue music. And so she went on with that part of her life. And I'm like, I'm going on with my, my life. We're still friends, but um, the podcast kind of folded and I hated podcasting alone. And I'm like, uh, I need more on camera stuff. What am I going to do? And I was fortunate enough to be in a media class at Wichita State, and they have a bunch, they have like the biggest film studio in the Midwest. So, and they have access to all of these cameras. And so I started off, I interviewed one person because his brother asked me to interview him because he was going to the NBA draft. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, he, he plays overseas now, but still, he was like a great person. But um, it started off as one interview. And then I realized I'm like, I can make this into a bigger thing. And so now it's like a full three camera production, two chairs with a rug and a little coffee table. Um, and I, I actually do like make revenue from my brand and talk show. I have sponsors and partnerships and everything. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I definitely <laughs> don't make revenue off of doing podcasts. Currently, I'm not really looking into doing that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome when you can make money from doing something you really like doing. Yeah. Uh, what was the biggest challenge when you started up your talk show? Yeah, so kind of like talk show and like just my brand in general, yeah. it's kind of having that confidence and work ethic. Um, you're not going to have thousands of listeners or viewers right off the bat. And at the same time, you need to have the confidence to know that your content is good and you're going to get the views. So um, I think that was hard because if I didn't have enough self-confidence in myself, I would have never started my own brand and talk show. And it's definitely a battle within myself to like find that confidence to break off and do my own thing. But then, okay, confidence will only get you so far. You need to put in the work ethic. You need to put in the time. So I can't even begin to quantify the amount of hours that I've spent on my brand and on my talk show. Um, and of course, all unpaid because I, it's not like I get, I wasn't getting sponsors at the time, you know, I was just like mm. on my own. And so it's just finding that willpower inside of you to just really work hard and grind it out, but also being confident that you're on the right path because Sometimes if you put all of your faith into numbers, like, oh, I have a thousand subscribers or this many on TikTok, then you're in it for the wrong reason. So my thing is like, I just want to connect with a few people. And if a few people connect and like my work, then I'm on the right path. And that's when I started seeing more success, when I started caring more about the content and connecting with maybe one or two people then you'll connect with more and more and more. So that was like the biggest thing was just the confidence and, and the grind itself. Yeah, it's, it's a real big grind, especially finding people to be on your podcast and then yeah. scheduling times and rescheduling and rescheduling. And, and then editing uh, and then posting and promoting. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've sent a hundred emails alone just this week to like potential interviewees for my podcast. See, so you get it then. Oh yeah, trust me, I get it. And now I, <clears throat> I actually work at a gym, and now that all the gyms are closed, I have more time on my hand. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, what steps did you take uh to get to where you are now? So like, uh, majority of my listeners are mostly high school and university students that are looking into getting into different careers. And so, like, what steps did you take in order to get to a sports management career or as yeah. like a sports reporter? Yeah, I love that because like my TikTok audience is the same thing. It's like high school and college students that want to do kind of what I do. And I just say like, get involved as, as much as you can. Um, like I said about starting my own business, it's a grind. Same with any business you go into. Um, but you have to enjoy the journey too. Like, yeah, being an unpaid intern isn't ideal, but that's all part of the journey. You know, take as many opportunities, volunteer, 
you know, be a good student. That's first and foremost, like regardless of how you do on tests, if you're in class and you're participating and you're asking questions and engaging, the teachers are gonna love it. And the teachers will be way more willing to help you out down the road if you're a good student in class and fun to be around and engaging than if you just sit in the back of the class, like half asleep. Um, so be a good student and then just get any opportunity you can to get your foot in the door. And then once your foot is in the door, make a good impression, you know, show up early, stay late, do the little things that people overlook. Um, because sometimes I feel like people are like, oh, I'm too qualified for this job. Like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. It's like, no, treat every opportunity like you're getting asked to work your dream job. So that this way your work ethic will just shine through and people will be so impressed. They'll think you're the coolest person ever, super nice, very, um, very good work ethic. So once your foot is in the door, do everything you can to leave a favorable opinion about yourself while you're there. Um, so that's my biggest thing is just, it's a grind, but it, it, it pays off. It's, and once it does, you're going to be like, wow, I'm so glad that all of this stuff happened to me and I did all these things. Absolutely. I can definitely relate to that too. Yeah. Uh, what's the biggest challenge you have right now with your specific role and how are you going to overcome it or how are you working towards overcoming it? Yeah. Um, this is another like two part answer. So obviously COVID is affecting me and I can't really do as many in-person things. Sports are canceled for the most part. So it kind of felt like a piece of my identity was taken away because the thing that I revolve my life around is like not really happening right now. Um, and that's hard to deal with, but I've been adjusting by doing zoom interviews and growing my TikTok following. But I think the other part of that is I'm in a really weird, not even with COVID, um, a really weird part in my life where it's like, I'm no longer with the, the school that I built my following at. So I built my following at Wichita State. Like I cover everything, but a lot of it was Wichita State Athletics. And I graduated and now I'm at a different college in a different city, even though no sports are going on. Um, and I'm a full-time grad student. And a lot of times I think people expect people my age to now be in a full-time job and to do this and do that. And I'm like, okay, I'm a full-time grad student still, but I'm not with the school that got me my platform and now sports aren't happening. So I'm just like in the middle, I think, of like two places, if that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. I'm having to transition to a different part of my life so I'm in that transition stage where I'm like okay what path do I want to take now so that's kind of where I'm at since I'm full-time in grad school yeah so what do you think your next steps are going to be after you graduate from Columbia so what next steps definitely Columbia does a great job at placing us with different internships and jobs I mean even the faculty like I had a former NBA player as my teacher or the CFO of MetLife Stadium. So I'm already meeting such incredible people in grad school and we have really good connections with like Madison Square Garden, ESPN, literally every company. So definitely finding um, a full-time position and also building up my TikTok and my brand and everything. Um, but it's still gonna be another like year or so before I graduate from Columbia. So I guess right now is just kind of looking for internships for the summer and um, doing classes and staying on top of my grades. 
Absolutely. Uh, how do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things within your role? Yeah, it's always a learning process. There is no finish line when it comes to learning new things, and that's what's so fun, um, especially with technology. Like, there's always a new social media or a new trend, and so I love learning, and I, I'm always eager to learn new things, and I think that's what makes a great employee um, is having that willingness to learn, and you're not always right, and that's okay. There's always a lesson to be learned and ways to improve. So I think just having that open mindset of, okay, I'm not at the finish line. I'm nowhere close because there isn't a finish line. Like there's always stuff to do. So um, it's it's fun though, being able to learn new things. Are you, are you aiming to become like an NBA reporter or do you just wanna become like a sports reporter in general? Like you would cover UFC, baseball, hockey, all yeah. those sports. I mean like, Specialist wise, I would love to be like Rachel Nichols and um, be an NBA insider. But the cool thing I like about my brand, Sports of Aaliyah, is I, I cover boxing, I cover um, hockey, I cover like cheerleading, bodybuilding, all of those side sports as well. So anything that's somehow sports related, I want to highlight and bring attention to. And then I also have a passion for showing off the sports industry in general um, because there's so many cool jobs in sports and cool people. So it's been really fun to also highlight people that aren't athletes, but they work in sports or they're passionate about sports. So I kind of like highlight everyone. So ideally I would love to just be kind of like the Ellen of sports where I have the most random people on my show and they're related to sports and it's a fun time. So that's ideally what I'd like to do. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really fun. Yeah. Uh, are there any like common myths about sports reporters, like in your profession? Yeah, well, having a like TikToks go viral about it, people always comment on the salary, and what? Okay, there are a lot of low-paying jobs within the industry, but I always tell people, I said, if you do what you're passionate about and you work hard, the money will follow. If you chase the money, you're not going to be successful. But if you chase what you're good at and perfect your craft, the money will flow in. And so that's a myth is like, oh, the, the pay is awful. And okay, yeah, there are awful paying jobs, but there's awful paying jobs in any industry. But if you work hard and you're passionate about it and you're not in it solely for the money, then out of nowhere, all of these opportunities are going to come pouring in and you'll be fine with money as long as you're not over here like Mr. Krabs trying to get every last cent. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So that's, that's definitely it too. Um, but also just like, oh, I feel like a lot of people in general feel like girl reporters don't know anything and they always try to quiz them about sports. So that's definitely a myth too. It's like, we know what we're talking about. You don't need to quiz us. Like, we're good. <laughs> I mean, I find that like the biggest thing, especially with people I talk to in, around university and around just like general people I know is that uh, they always look at the salary before they look at the job description. Yes. They're always like, how much am I going to make? How much am I going to make? A majority of the people that I know just all want to go to med school or want to go to engineering and just like yeah. want to make, they want to make a lot of money. But <laughs> the way, the way my dad taught me was he told me that you should, you should always work with for whatever your passion is and money will be a byproduct of yes. whatever your job is 
it's exactly. not it's not it's not never the main goal because if that was the main goal he wouldn't be where he is today exactly and like i tell people i'm like okay sports is not engineering it's not law school and it's not medical field like you're not going to be making a ton of money like normally and so i love that your dad said that because that is exactly what i'm trying to say is like it will come it will if you do what you yeah. love it will it will happen so yeah no but like uh you start out small in like every industry like you said earlier and then uh, as you gain experience and you work your way up you'll start making the big bucks at some point in your career as long as you stay with it yes yeah. Oh, everybody's got to start at the bottom. Exactly. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> uh, what are some of the best resources that have helped you along the way? Twitter. I cannot speak highly enough about Twitter. Um, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is like still recovering. But um, I I like LinkedIn, but I I haven't really made as many opportunities from LinkedIn as I have Twitter. Um, I have a whole community of like sports industry friends and athletes that follow me and random people. And most of my jobs have come because of my Twitter following and because of who I met on that app. So I think that for networking, Twitter is the best place to be. If you want to show off your work or your content or just connect with other people, that app has been incredible for that. And also TikTok, like the algorithm is crazy and I've like gained such a big following of people that are interested in the sports industry. And that's been such a big tool. And I know it sounds weird because they're both social media platforms, but if you know how to use them correctly, you can really kickstart your career on those social media platforms. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I DM'd you on Instagram. So like, yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I feel like majority I do a lot of emailing when I'm getting, trying to get new people on my podcast. And mm-hmm. I see a good response from like, especially from like CEOs, like the CEO of Bombardier. He, he only replied oh, yeah. to my email and stuff like that. They only reply to email, but then if he's like contacts, social media influencers, stuff like that, they respond mostly on through social media. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And social media is an amazing platform for reaching out to people, getting in contact with them and even finding jobs, honestly, in the future yeah. too. Yeah, like I love my internet friends and they're always posting like, hey, this person is have is hiring and I can refer you if you want. So I think internet friends are honestly the best. It's so cool. Oh yeah. And a lot of people overlook networking and when they're trying to go look for when they're looking for jobs, they mostly just go in with a resume and just you know, they're like, Ah, I don't need network, I don't need to talk to people, I don't need to be on like social media or whatnot. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm yeah. a graduate engineer and I'll get a job. <laughs> And when I was younger, a lot of people told me that I started working when I was 16 and a lot of people frowned upon me when I did that because like just focus on school, get your studies, get good grades, and then you'll go on. And now I'm first year university and I've had more jobs and good jobs, decent jobs than uh, majority of the people that told me not to. And these people are much, much older than I am. Currently, I'm, currently I'm a communications assistant at the government of Manitoba. So it's a pretty decent job. That's, and so, That's awesome. Yeah, and and the majority of the people that are in my workplace are like forty plus, and they're just like this like nineteen year old kid. Like, what the hell is he doing? That's awesome. That's so cool. Anyway, yeah, it's just like this is like mindset of people. This is like that uh, entire like concept of having good grades. Like that 
I, I call it like the old concept and then people are not like in the modern concept of where it's just more than just about grades. Grades are important, but it's more about the extracurricular than yeah. the actual grades themselves. And uh, I like what a lot of these like scholarships have been doing is they've been promoting a lot of extracurricular activities versus uh, um, grades in general. And, uh, and uh, any extracurricular activities, including drama, acting, mm-hmm. sports, anything. 100%, yeah. What advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? I definitely think that persistence is the biggest thing um there's going to be so many people that tell you no or try to knock you down or you're going to get rejection letters from companies and just keep going don't try to hold on to something that isn't meant for you i definitely feel like there's a spot for everyone in the industry so what you're holding on to is not as good as what's coming so always move forward and be persistent get up when you get knocked down um that's the biggest thing and and like I said earlier about enjoying the journey like just find joy in where you're at now I had to definitely reel it in and tell myself this too I always looked forward to the future I'm always like I want to try to get into Columbia okay I can't wait for grad school I can't wait for when I have a full-time job I can't wait for this I can't wait for that and it's like before you know it you're going to be graduated and you're going to be missing those days so definitely enjoy where you're at in the moment I am 100% about being a very futuristic dreamer. I love dreaming big and thinking about what my future is going to look like, but I'm not trying to get there right now. I'm trying to enjoy where I'm at in the very moment because it's very special. Even if I am not the CEO of a company or, you know, the highest person at ESPN, I don't care. I really like where I'm at now and I'm not trying to rush things. So I think that's a big thing is just enjoying and being thankful for where you're at in this very moment. That's some really good advice. Oh, um, if you could interview anybody, anybody in the entire world, who would you interview? Oh, uh, dead or alive. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Oh, I, so like, obviously the sports are out. Um, it's a dream of mine now to like interview LeBron James because like he's hey. my favorite. Um, I would love to talk to him or like Kobe, if he were still around, um, definitely him as, as well. Um, but yeah, that's so hard. There are so many people. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I personally would love MJ on my, on my, like if MJ is down, MJ, <laughs> Scotty, Shaq and Charles Barkley, if they're all down, I'm, I'm totally down for an interview with them. Oh, I would, okay, I'd also love to interview, I love Dennis Rodman. Oh, I'm a huge yeah. Dennis Rodman. And just, he, he's so fun. And then I also had this thing where I want to interview Kawhi and I want to, like, try to make him laugh. <laughs> because he's, you know, Kawhi and people yeah. make fun of his laugh. And I don't think he, he wouldn't find me funny. So I'd try to, like, come up with, like, a bunch of jokes and read them off. And it'd be like, try not to break the egg, but like, try not to laugh and see if I can break him. So that's just been a a random goal of mine. Yeah, Kawhi's not very liked in Canada at the moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. (laughs) It's totally fine. It's totally fine. We we did well without him. Yeah, yeah. Just a couple of bad plays here and there that led us to lose. It's, It's all good. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, do you, is there anything that I should have asked you in this interview that you would like to mention? Mm, not really. I it was a really fun interview. I think I pretty much said a lot. <laughs> I talk a lot, so I always forget what exactly I said. But um, no, you did a great job. So I don't think there's anything that you really missed. Uh, would you like to share your social media tags and stuff? Yeah. So you can find me literally everywhere if you just look up my name, Aaliyah Funshell. Um, I recently just changed my at names. It used to be Funshell eighteen. Now it's Aaliyah Funchell on TikTok and Instagram. And then Twitter is at Aaliyah Fun because they're less characters. So I couldn't fit my whole name. But if you just look up Aaliyah Funchell, like you'll find me literally everywhere. And then my brand is called Sports with Aaliyah. I also have social media for that as well. That's awesome. Thank you for being on, <laughs> Thank you for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to a timely podcast. We'll be back next week with a new episode.